The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, I.J. Salveson on a Friday you made it to the weekend. Congratulations. Uh, and big congratulations to the Skyview Bobcats who won the 4A State Football Championship earlier today. You heard it here as it unfolded live and in real time. Hurricane John Newbold, Rex Davis did a great job on the call. And Skyview completely dominates Park City 35 to nothing. That game was out of hand after the first quarter, even before the first quarter ended. Skyview had complete control offensively and defensively. So congratulations to the Bobcats who won the uh, the 4A basketball championship last February. And now they turn around here in uh, November and bringing home more hardware for the trophy case there in Smithfield. So congratulations to all the, the, the players. Everybody was involved, the coaches, the, the, the boosters, the parents. It was a big uh, effort for everybody involved and everybody that went down. So congrats to the uh, Skyview Bobcats earlier today. Uh, there's a quick uh, summary of it on Cash Valley Daily. We'll have the photos of the game. Those will be happen- coming down a little bit later on the, this afternoon, later on this evening, so watch for that. Uh, Utah State men's basketball tipping it off right now as we speak against LSU. Uh, Utah State is uh, in Jamaica. It's uh, Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic, and uh, LSU is the first real test for Utah State that they've had all year. Uh, Utah State is favored in this one, but by a slim margin, by only a point and a half. Continue to keep an eye on that as it unfolds this uh, during our show this hour. And on Sunday, the Aggies will turn around and face North Texas, who played earlier this afternoon and lost uh, handily to Rhode Island. Though that game was pretty much even or early, early in the uh, second half, and then Rhode Island really ran away from it. So, uh, anyway, that's who Utah State will play on Sunday. Uh, but uh, it doesn't look like Demiash Keta. He's certainly not going to start, but uh, there's there's a, not any word that he's going to play. We continue to keep an eye on that. But uh, Utah State against an LSU team who is 3-1 with their lone loss to VCU earlier in the year, 84-82. to So it was a close loss. And with that loss, that knocked them out of the top 25. But they're just on the outside looking in. And uh, they're looking for an opportunity for uh, a big win for themselves. So they're gunning gunning for the Aggies. So we'll see how that unfolds. We'll keep an eye on that as the game continues uh, this hour. But if you want to watch it, it's on CBS Sports Network. And as soon as the game goes final on our sister station, KVNU, Al Lewis, John Russell, they'll break it down and take your phone calls and uh, react to what happened in Jamaica earlier today. Utah State football, meanwhile. Getting ready for Boise State tomorrow. It's going to be a later game, 8.30 kickoff. And uh, Boise State is a top 25 team who hasn't really gone up a lot in the polls lately. They've pretty much been stationary. Um, They haven't had a lot of blowout wins or any dominating performances. Though I guess last week being the exception, they beat uh, uh, New Mexico pretty handily. But Wyoming pushed them. San Jose State pushed them. This this is a team that only has one loss, but, Ajay, they haven't been blowing teams away. 
No. I think that Utah State is more battle-tested coming into this game than they were a year ago. And I think that the this Boise State team isn't quite as dominant as they were a year ago either. Well, you look at like last year's schedule, right? I mean, Boise State had to go to – I mean, they played San Diego State. They played Fresno State. They played a pretty tough schedule in the conference, and they were gritty, and they were tested. I like the word battle test, what you said. Ready to go for you know that, uh, that late November game where Boise State beat up on Utah State. This year, it's opposite. This year, Utah State does have a couple more losses, but you've played Wake Forest. You've played LSU. Both those games were on the road. You played at Air Force. You played home uh, against BYU. Uh, and, and got handled there. But then you've also played Fresno, Wyoming, and San Diego State. What Utah State has dealt with, I feel I, I'm with you, is more adverse than what Boise State is, has had to deal with. But, again, Boise State's still a good football team overall. And and Utah State's got to get some things fixed up defensively because they're going to have their hands full, very full, versus uh, a pretty balanced Boise State offense that run and pass, especially when you don't know which quarterback is going to be the guy taking the snaps until 8.30 tomorrow night when their team goes out into the field. Yeah, yeah, that's still a mystery for both teams. But as we talked about earlier, if there's any indication about the program that is Boise State is what we saw a week ago. Their third-string quarterback is the starter, and he becomes the Mountain West Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Granted, New Mexico makes that easy for just about anybody to do that, but there's definitely interesting connections between these two schools. Mike Sanford was an offensive coordinator there uh, previously. He spent time with Boise State. They're familiar with him. In fact, Coach Brian Harson, uh, in his press conference earlier this week, kind of weighed in on what that relationship has been like and what he knows of uh, uh, of Mike Sanford. Yeah, well, that part. I mean, it's just part of the business, right? You know, what are you gonna? You know, you you lose a job, you got to find another one, right? And, and wherever that's at, I mean, I don't know if it was one of those. He didn't call me up and check with me and ask me if he could be the offensive coordinator at Utah State. You know, that wasn't, that wasn't part of the discussion. Um, but when Mike was here, you know, Mike played here. He's a Bronco, and Mike did a really good job the time he was here. And we obviously had a successful season. And so, you know, those, those things, they're always appreciated. Coaches have been in here, and, you know, they, they come in and some guys leave. You know, that's, that's part of this profession. And he had his opportunities to go, and he got himself into a head coaching position, which I know was his goal. Things didn't work out, and, you know, he's in the position that he's in right now. So sometimes that's just how things happen. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that's kind of an interesting way to put that one. Jeez. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, They're fine offensively, with or without Mike. They're okay. Uh, I, I just don't see a lot of consistency. There's balance, balance, consistency, Eric. And out of Boise? Yeah. Or out of Utah State? Out, out of Boise's offense. And that's what, if you're a Broncos fan, has got to concern you. Now, on the other side, Utah State offense, on the other hand, hasn't been consistent either, right? I mean, we're still kind of waiting for that whole four-quarter, 60-minute complete offensive, you know, scheme and offensive clinic that we've all been wanting to see. Uh, haven't really seen it since Stony Brook, and that's not really saying a lot. Well, I, I think that both the offense and the defense are trending in the right direction right now for Utah State. The last couple of games, the offense has been more productive. They had a great second quarter. It would have been great if they had a complete game against Wyoming, but they are trending in the right direction. The last couple of games for Utah State defensively also improving. 
They had a good game plan against Wyoming, and I thought it executed it very well. Didn't allow big gash plays, did a better job defending the run. And I think that Utah State is going up against a team that I think they're prepared for now. They've gone up against a pressure physical defense in San Diego State. They've gone up against a pressure physical defense in Wyoming. They went up against a pressure physical defense against Air Force and BYU, though they didn't do that great against those teams. At least they've had some film and opportunity to fix some things. And so I think Utah State is in a better position to do a better job against Boise State this year. Are they dynamic enough? Are they going to have enough power offensively? Are they going to have enough power defensively to make a difference? That is the big question in my mind coming to this one Saturday that, frankly, I'm having a hard time answer, answering. Uh, I think the biggest difference between Utah State's experience between San Diego State and Wyoming is that neither of those two teams had a dynamic wide receiver core like Boise State has. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point to put. But again, look, if it, if it is their third-string quarterback that comes out, I don't think he's in a defense like Utah State. He's going to see different coverages, looks, disguises, and blitzes. Can he handle that? It's easy to look great against New Mexico. Jordan Love's going to look like an All-American versus New Mexico next Saturday. But to do it against a quality defensive team like Utah State, it's a whole different story. I'm with you. I'm concerned a little bit about the defense. I'm concerned about the linebacking corps, if they can handle this. If it's their first-team quarterback coming out, then he's going to give some problems. He will. He's a good quarterback, really good quarterback. And if he's the one that's going to be out there, then uh, it's, it's going to have to be almost like a chess match between, um, between the quarterback and Gary Anderson, really. I think Gary will have a lot to say when how this defense, with Coach Anna, of course, but how about to say how this defense is going to be ran, making adjustments, so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, you're going to see different looks, and uh, your game plan won't go to perfection, but you'll see different looks given from both teams. And I think, really, Utah State has more options to go to uh, and has a deeper puck to go to with their defense than Boise State does with their offense. And you can't throw the ball 100 times in a, in a football game. I mean, you have to at some point run it, and, and the running game's good, but I feel like our running, I don't know, I just feel like our running defense can step up to the challenge. I think Eric Munoz has got a ton of confidence. I think Kevin Mensenheimer selling into his role as a leader now with David Woodward out. Um, yeah, I think we'll be all right. And, and I think that secondary has made a lot of improvements over the year uh, yeah. for Utah Since State. Since week one, absolutely. Uh, they're going to have their hands full. They've got uh, two great wide receivers, uh, Hightower and Shakir. Uh, Coach Brian Harson talked about his guys making some big plays. Well, those two guys have gotten, I think they've gotten quite a few plays that they've made too. Those guys have made some plays. But then you got you got CT in there when he's making plays, right? Octavia scored on a reverse and got a touchdown this last game. And there's, there's a lot of guys, uh, Achille and Butler, you know, he went out there and, and it wasn't all the flash, but he had some big plays for us uh, towards the end of the game. And all those guys are contributing. I, I think... What happens is the guys you mentioned there, they're taking advantage of those opportunities. They're making big plays out of it. Um, Coach has done a good job creating opportunities. But all the guys on our team, running backs, tight ends, receiver, receivers, all that, those guys can go out there and make plays. So how well will that Utah State defense slow them down? How well will they be in position to make plays? Can't let guys have green space all around them because uh, Boise State will, will burn you. So... 
uh, that uh, defensive pressure. For me, that's going to be one of the real keys for this game is how well will Utah State do defensively to limit the big plays and the explosives from uh, Boise. They can keep everything in front of them, no big plays. Uh, I think they're going to give themselves a chance. Yeah, I, I, I do. I Again, it's maybe it's even the defense forcing turnovers. The one to win the turnover battle is going to win this ball game. Right, if you can force turnovers and put them in a tough position and put your offense in a short field, then I th- I think that gives you a really good chance to win. Boise State, if they do have an experienced inexperienced quarterback, that could prove very very advantage like for Utah State. I just if they can take advantage of a kid who's been playing against New Mexico and then you send Utah State after him, I just don't see him handling it well. I really don't. So how do you see this game going out? And what's your prediction? I have oh man, I hate these things. Uh, I have 34-28 Utah State. I think Utah State gets out of here with a win. It's at home. It's a Maverick Stadium. There's a lot of bitterness and a lot of like a lot of memories from last year losing at Boise State with a chance to host the Mount West Conference Championship on the line. This year they don't control it entirely now because of course Air Force has to lose Wyoming, but they at least want to do their part on their end. I think they come out with a win. Utah State comes out with the win. 34-28 is my final score. I have I like that score, but I've got it going the other way, actually. Ooh. I've got 35-28 for Boise. I, I just am worried about um, – I, I like how things are trending. I just – I don't know. Boise State has just been a, a program that doesn't accept losing. And not that Utah State does. Don't get me wrong. Just They're a team that understands what to do when the going gets tough. They know how to play important games late in November. Utah State is still learning that a little bit. Um, I like what Utah State was able to do against Wyoming, but uh, this is a, an offense that's going to have more weapons and more firepower than Wyoming did. And I think their defense is a little better than Wyoming's was too. Hmm. So I, I think Utah State will be in this game, but I think in the end... Boise State just makes another play or two that makes a difference in this one, and they come out on top. Well, I hope I'm wrong. What was your score again? I really hope I'm wrong. I've enjoyed eating crow earlier in the year, but um, Boise State, 35-28. Okay. By the way, speaking of scores, LSU up 22-13 to oh, on USU in the first half. Um, officials uh, timeout now. This game's on uh, CBS Sports Network. Uh, but um, Is this the under-16 timeout, or is this – uh, it was about 13 and a half in, on the So it is the, the under half. 16. Wow. So, Hello. Uh, Utah State starting a little bit slow here. <laughs> LSU came out just really firing early and jumped out to a 10 to 2 lead. Utah State started to chip into that, got it to within three. It was 14 to 11. And then LSU has gone on a bit of a run since then. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on how this game continues to play out. But it's in in Jamaica. Game can be seen on CBS Sports Network. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press, we'll look at some of the other things going on in top 25 college football, the big games to watch for a little bit later on this hour. We'll also get an idea of what's going on around the the rest of the Mountain West. This week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman will be coming up a little bit later on in the show.
It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced Heating and Air. If you're waiting for the best deal on a mattress, don't wait for Black Friday or Cyber Monday. Who'd be crazy enough to buy a mattress online anyways? Your best deal on a mattress happens every day at Utah Mattress Outlet. We buy truckloads of name brand mattresses and sell them at 50 to 75% off. Our sleep specialist will help you pick the one that's right for you. Buy the mattress that helps you sleep the best this year and sleep in on Black Friday knowing you got the best deal on a mattress. Utah Mattress Outlet, where we have a bed for every budget. It's that first kiss, that moment in time. This is Jarek from Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Everyone knows us as an engagement ring store, but not everyone knows about everything else we do. Custom design, our in-house laser jewelry repair. We offer fashion jewelry, charm bracelets, necklaces, earrings, birthstone jewelry, watches. We love people to just look and make a wish list. Stop in and say hi. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Andre Salveson, Utah State basketball now trailing by 12, 25 to 13. Why don't you make that 28 15? A left angle three is good. Oof. LSU just laying the hammer right now. Look, if I don't mean to be dramatic, but if 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 Utah State doesn't win tonight, I'm gonna dress up in some Walmart employee costume and go and reorganize the produce section in the uh, grocery area. Okay, thank you, Jimbo Slice. AJ Slice. What has he said about tonight's game? Has he said anything? Oh, man, you just asked me. I just got off. Let me, hold on, let me check this out. Uh, let's see about tonight. This guy's the best. Uh, he hasn't given a dramatic yet, but he did uh, suggest to, to David Locke that if Donovan has a sweet dunk tonight, that uh, David could yell, oh, my, Donovan just injured the rest of the Warriors with that dunk. I don't, I don't know, know. Just, just a thought. God, <laughs> I'm so grateful you suggested him as a follow. Uh, yesterday, he said, not to be dramatic, but if the Utah Jazz don't win tonight, I'm going to wear a red shirt and khakis to Target and organize the shoe department. That's, that's close <laughs> to what you just said. He's copying me. He's a big fan of me. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. So Utah State basketball, a little bit on the ropes here. Um. Struggling against LSU early. They're down 28-13. to 13. You know what? The video quality isn't that great. 11 and a half minutes to go in the first half. Yeah, I've seen multiple people complaining about the video quality of tonight's game. But it is on CBS Sports Network. Game being played in Jamaica. Boy, they're just getting a rude awakening. Just <laughs> Hey, we're not North Carolina A&T. We're Utah. I mean, we're LSU like this. A good little humbling pie right now they're they're eating at the table. Welcome to big boy basketball. It'll be a sweet comeback, won't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, gonna win. There we go. Yeah, they're gonna like win. That. 
Okay, so a lot of interesting top 25 college football games going on this weekend, and it starts off early, 10 a.m. on Fox. Number eight, Penn State at number two, Ohio State. If uh, Can Penn State rebound from their, uh, the, their misstep a little bit earlier a few weeks ago and make a statement win to get back into the college football playoff hunt? Or is this Ohio State's chance to assert themselves as the dominant team and perhaps the number one overall team in America? If you're the Big Ten, you need Ohio State to win out. Because if Penn State wins, how far does it drop Ohio State with Alabama, Oregon, and Utah all knocking on the door right now, right? About ready to rip the hinges off. Uh, Ohio State needs to win out. If they lose to Michigan, if they lose to Penn State, it's not as bad as if they lose to Michigan. True. Penn State's Penn yeah, State top, could, yeah, top Penn 10 State team. could get back in there. Michigan cannot. So, I mean, you'd like, if as a Big Ten fan, you'd like to see Ohio State win out. I see Penn State getting the upset, though. Really? I, I think James Franklin, like, he always gets those losses. They're like, what the fetch are you doing in Division One football? And then he gets those wins. They're like, hey, you're like one of the best coaches in Division One football. That might be the case this time. Ohio State favored by 18 and a half. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, my bad. So Penn State lost to Minnesota just two weeks ago, 31 to 26. It was a ball game. And then last week they beat Indiana 34 to 27. Didn't necessarily put them away. But that is a big-time showdown. Again, 10 a.m. on Fox tomorrow morning. A um, couple other games to pay attention to. Worth noting, uh, this isn't a, a matchup of two top 25 teams, but I think it could still be really interesting. And it's number 14, Baylor, hosting Texas. Texas has flirted with the top 25 throughout the season. Game will be on Fox Sports 1, uh, FS1. Uh, Baylor, they lost in a dramatic game against Oklahoma. They had the lead. They had the game in control and allowed 21 uh, – well, they allowed Oklahoma to come back from being down 21 points to win. But uh, it, uh, that could be a really interesting showdown in the Big 12. Yeah, that could – I mean, and that has some – I guess I, some impact, I guess, on the Big, 20, the Big 12 title game. I don't see any Big 12 team getting into the playoff, though, in any way. I think they're they're going to be uh, put in as a uh, what bowl is it? Not the Rose Bowl, but the maybe the Fiesta Bowl, maybe the Cotton Bowl. Maybe a team makes the Cotton Bowl. Hey, what's the uh, primetime game of the night? Do you know? Is there one on I, which channel? On AB, what, like what's the ABC? ABC. Game? It's a uh, number six Oregon at Oregon. Really, uh, Arizona it's a Pac-12 State twelve game, huh? Yeah, five thirty on ABC. No kidding! Wow. Okay. Where's college game day at then? Oh, they're probably in Columbus, aren't they? Probably. I, I don't know. That would make sense. Uh, Utah, uh, this one's really intriguing. Utah's always struggled at Arizona. I mean, they, they've had their issues there. But I like Utah, number seven, uh, at Arizona. That game's at 8 o'clock on FS1. It's nice to know that there's another team. Coach Sumlin like- just fired another pl- uh, coach from his defensive staff. Really? This week. Dude, he's got to go. Yeah, that's a uh, that, train wreck. That's just, that hasn't been working. Uh, and, of course, 20 Boise State's at Utah State. Can't wait for that one. That's going to be a dandy. Utah State plays well on CBS Sports Network. Do they play well at 830 at night, though? Uh, that's a fair question. <laughs> hey, uh, Boise wh- State favored by 8.5. Mm. Mm. Wow. 8.5, huh? I think Utah State covers. I Me just too. don't know that Me they too. win. Uh by the way, uh, 18 Memphis is at South Florida, while SMU number 25 is at Navy, and Cincinnati hosts 7-3 Temple. 
Uh, if you're a Mountain West team, you need these teams to start slipping up at some point before conference championship weekend, or else you're not going to have a shot at a, G's, at a big-time bowl. Yeah, no, that is absolutely correct. And it may it may come down to conference championship games. Yeah. Um, but honestly, if you're an Aggie fan, doesn't matter. You you don't – Boise State, when they lose to Utah State, wouldn't be in the discussion anyway. Sure, absolutely. Right. And bull, bull, by bull projections after this weekend are going to be really telling about where some teams might be standing. Yeah, that's a good looking point. At the, looking at the pecking order in the Mountain West. That's very true. Uh, since the last time we gave an update, it's mostly been all LSU. Uh, 28 to 15. They extended their lead after the timeout. Alfonso Anderson has gone to the line to make both free throws. Uh, now it's 30 to 15. They have doubled up the Aggies in the first half. Rough, oh. rough start for the Utah State Aggies. Yeah, LSU's hit six threes in the first ten minutes, Eric. Six threes. They have like they have five Harold Frays on the court right now. <laughs> that doesn't bode well. This game continues. Yeah, that's not good. They, you got to find that. You got to find what's going to work, right? But they're still they're still right for not. They're still right for not putting Namiyash in. There's no need. Conference play matters. Let's 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 settle it there. Yeah, but doesn't a quadrant one win also matter? It does. They'll get those though. I mean, look, St. Mary's will be will one of they? those. Yeah, St. Mary's will be yeah. one of those. They'll need to get multiple of them. BYU is a tough one. It's in Salt Lake. If they can get that one. Okay. But I ultimately the the key thing is to make sure he's healthy and strong, and you're not rushing him back from from an injury that would be make him susceptible to re-injuring his leg because then he's no good to you for even longer. So to make sure that he is absolutely all the way there, ready to help you out, that is the key. Uh, it, it is a long season. Um, you want to be able to winning be able to win games. Uh, when it really matters in the conference tournament, because uh, that ultimately is your guarantee to go to the NCAA tournament. But still, it'd be nice to pick up wins like this. Yeah, this would early help. On. 30 to 15 is not a good way to start, though. Uh, currently 30 to 21, Utah State making a little bit oh, of a run. Oh, there we go. All right, so, back within nine. Oh. Waking up here, just taking a little bit after taking a nice little vacation. Hey, just a few minutes before we have to hand it off to Nate Kreckman. Utah Jazz are in action tonight. Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green is not uh, going to be available. Sore heel. This will be another blowout How, by the uh, by the Utah Jazz. Man, okay, do you know what? And they're doing it right. Like They're going to lose all these games, and then they're going to get Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green back next year, and they're going to get the number one pick. <laughs> get a very high draft pick. And then they're going to be really good again. So enjoy it while it lasts, everybody. But but I find it interesting that uh, teams seem to be very excited to put put extra points on the Warriors this year. Yeah. Oh, dude, Dallas laid the hammer, forty eight point beating. Like Luka Doncic was like, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's just start uh, whipping." Man, this quality for this game is not good. Jazz are favored by sixteen. Uh, we'll have pregame coverage starting at about 6.50. Tip-off will be at 7. We'll have the full play-by-play here tonight. Please don't fan. suck tonight. Just please win a game. I don't play Tony Bradley again, okay? Actually, this could be a good game for him to... No, it's not. Try to get himself no. right again. No, no, no. 
No. Starters should not be playing in the fourth quarter. Yes, correct. I absolutely agree with that. I 100% agree with well, that. And last time they faced these guys, they, they beat Golden State, but, but they had Golden State playing in the kept fourth hanging quarter. around, and so Utah's the, the, the Jazz just never could put them away. Did they have, uh, what's his bucket, uh, Steph and, and Draymond in that game? Was Steph playing in that game and Draymond too? Steph? Curry. Steph Curry's out for the year. No, but was he playing in that game the last time they played? No. Oh. No. Draymond did play. He was awful. Uh, but who was uh, pretty good for them, who made life a little bit difficult for the Jazz, was uh, D'Lo. Uh, he was hitting a bunch of three-point shots. D'Angelo Russell. So we'll see how that plays out. Hopefully the Jazz get a nice win. Opportunity for the bench to get quality minutes and improve what they're doing because they need them to play better. So that'll be at 6.50, uh, tip-off at 7. And uh, coming up next here in a little bit, we got this week in the Mountain West, Nate Kreckman finding out uh, what's going on around the rest of the Mountain West this weekend. Again, Utah State football will be playing at 8.30. Pre-game coverage for us starting at 6.30 on Saturday. I'm a sucker for you. This is the Dan Patrick Show. You know, we can say the season's too long, but even if I said let's reduce it to 70 games, you're still going to have load management here. And I'm always curious, why just the stars for load management? You know, the, the guys who are the sixth man or guys who play, you know, Patrick Beverly, does he need load management? What about the other players, the role players? They don't need load management? Dan Patrick. And here they are. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and Hearing Aid Center reminds you that now's the time to utilize your remaining flex spending and cafeteria funds. With two locations, North Logan and Providence, call 753-7880 to make your appointment today. If you suffer spring and summer allergies, winter is the best time to test and prepare for the next season. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Google Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat or call 753-7880 for details. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. We're a community bank, and Cash Valley is important to us. That's why we continue to invest in downtown Logan with new expansion. Our mortgage department is moving into a newly remodeled bank building just north of the Tabernacle. We are also remodeling the historic Thatcher Bank building at Center and Main, and we have a very experienced lending team there. With our new Hiram and Smithfield branches, it's now more convenient than ever to bank with us. Growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is This Week in the Mountain West with Nate Kreckman. He's in the open, and it looks like he's in. He is! This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the United States Air Force Academy. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Down the left sideline, 20, 10, see ya! This is Jeff Tetford. This is Nick Rolovich. This is Jay Norvell, head coach at the University of Nevada. They'll roll, they'll throw downhill, wide open at the goal line, bobbling, holding, touchdown! This is Rocky Long. This is Tony Sanchez. This is Brent Brennan. This is Mike Bobo, head coach of the CSU Rams. Pass on the right side, intercepted! Looking for the home run ball, he's got it! This is Craig Bull. This is Gary Anderson. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the University of New Mexico. He catches it in stride at the 25! This is Craig Thompson, commissioner of the Mountain West. And you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. All right, welcome into the Week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kregman. 
three important results from Week 12 have set us up for winner-take-all weekend in the Mountain West here in Week 13. Last Friday night, San Diego State beat Fresno State 17-7 on Montezuma Mesa to claim the Oil Can Trophy and improve to 5-2 in conference. And then on Saturday, Cole McDonald would run for two touchdown passes and Hawaii beat UNLV 21-7 in Las Vegas. That put the Rainbow Warriors at 4-3 in conference and all alone in second place in the West Division. And then late Saturday night, it was Boise State taking care of business, beating New Mexico 42-9 on the blue to remain unbeaten atop the Mountain Division at 6-0 in the Mountain West. And that leads us to Saturday. A Boise State win at Utah State would mean the Broncos win the Mountain and will host the Mountain West Championship game for the third consecutive season. Over in the West, it's essentially a division championship game. San Diego State at Hawaii. The winner of that game wins the West Division and goes to the Mountain West Championship. We could have our matchup set for the 2019 Mountain West Football Championship game December 7th by late Saturday night. The one wrench that could be thrown into the plan if Utah State upsets Boise State at home, then we go to week 14 to decide the Mountain Division. Boise State number 20 in the latest college football playoff rankings. The Broncos also 20th in the AP and number 19 in the coaches poll. San Diego State busts back into the top 25 in the coaches poll at number 25. The Aztecs getting votes in the AP as well, while Air Force is receiving votes in both polls. Then on bowl eligibility, Utah State getting win number six over Wyoming and Hawaii getting their seventh puts those two teams in the bowl eligible category here in the Mountain West. The Aggies and Rainbow Warriors joining Boise State, San Diego State, Air Force, Wyoming, and Nevada. So that's seven bowl-eligible teams in the Mountain West here in 2019. Coming up on this week's show, Boise State trying to finish the job in the Mountain Division. We talked to Bronco senior safety Keikoa Nawahine about the win over New Mexico and his outstanding collegiate career. Plus, can San Diego State get it done at Hawaii? Aztecs radio analyst Rich Ornberger joins the show to give us the latest on Rocky Long's team. It's week 13. It's this week in the Mountain West, and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jeff Tedford, head football coach of the Fresno State Bulldogs. We'll be back with with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine on America's biggest stage. The Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. The Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Gary Anderson, head football coach, Utah State University. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping Week 12, we start in Logan, Wyoming at Utah State. Jordan Love overcomes an early pick six, throws for 282 yards and two touchdowns. Love waits for him to get set, then gets the snap. Pump fake, throwing to the middle of the field, and caught! And CLC Mariners off to the races. Here we go. 20, 15, 10, 5. CLC Mariner for the score. Scott Gerrard on 1280 the zone. Utah State wins 26-21. Number 20 Boise State handles New Mexico 42-9 as the Broncos assert their dominance literally from the opening play of the game. Chuyote at quarterback. And now joining him in the backfield is Amari Davis. 
And a zone read, and it's going to be the quarterback keeping it, fumbling the football, and Boise State is going to score a touchdown. Sanatani Louie is going to go about 20 yards for the score. Chase Hattata was the guy that popped it out. Bob Beeler from Learfield IMG College, Broncos 9-1 on the year. Front-range rivalry matchup in Fort Collins, Air Force down early to Colorado State, but it would not stay that way. Hammond drops. Fires short underneath, catches made, Sanders first down at the 30, at the 20, back to the middle of the field, the 10, the 5, touchdown, Air Force, Gerard Sanders takes the catch underneath, cuts to the near side, then reverses course and goes 50 yards for the Air Force score. Jim Arthur from Learfield IMG College. Air Force takes it 38-21, make it 8-2 this season for the Falcons. Donald Hammond, three touchdown passes. Friday night, it was San Diego State getting one step closer to a West Division crown, beating Fresno State 17-7 at home. They will not go shotgun here. Lassard will be the fullback in an eye formation and running it to the near side. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Chase Jasmine. That is touchdown, Aztecs. Ted Leitner on Extra Fox Sports 1360. The Aztecs now 8-2. and two. And finally from Week 12, Cole McDonald gets back on the field and pushes Hawaii to a big road win at UNLV. McDonald's going to bull his way. He kept it, contact at the two-yard line, and McDonald just destroyed the guy in front of him. Bobby Curran on ESPN 1420 in Honolulu. Rainbow Warriors come out on top 21-7. We talk to Boise State senior safety Keikoa Nawahine next after these words from your local station. This is Tony Sanchez, head coach of the UNLV Rebels. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Congratulations to New Horizons Beauty College. She has been making students and clients happy for more than 30 years. Congratulations, it's awesome. And I hope they're around forever and ever. I can come in here and have a bad day at work and walk through these doors and they've always got a smile on their face or Amy's always greeting me or whoever's up there at the front desk. They make you feel welcome. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan. Hey guys, have you heard any good mattress ads lately? <laughs> this is Ryan at My Mattress, and we know it gets a little silly with all the mattress ads. Now let me throw our hat in the ring by reiterating our first rule, our 30-day price guarantee. That includes online, going out of business, and yes, scratch and dent, code word for used, mattress sales at any time. Our second rule is our 60-day sleep guarantee. If you don't like it, switch it for one that you do. At My Mattress, we want you to buy here because you get the best deal here. My Mattress by the South Walmart. You're listening to This Week in the Mountain West on Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. This is Brian Harson, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Number 19, Boise State, now 9-1 on the year, leading the Mountain Division with a 6-0 record in college. 
Conference. The Broncos fresh off an impressive 42-9 home win over New Mexico last Saturday night on the blue. They'll now go on the road to Utah State this Saturday night with a chance to clinch the Mountain Division title. Joining us right now, senior safety at Boise State, Keikoa Nawahine. Keikoa, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for giving us a few minutes here. So you guys get a scoop and score touchdown for the defense on the first play the other night against New Mexico. What did that do to set the tone for the rest of that game? Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. You could feel the energy in the stadium just go crazy as, as Louis was able to, to make a – Louis and Chase were able to make a play like that. And, um, you know, we talked about it all week about starting fast uh, defensively and – and uh, that's exactly what we're able to do. And so that set the tone for the rest of the game to be able to come out and to, to execute. Usually it's you guys in the secondary that get the glory plays. Right now you're leading the team in interceptions this season. But how much fun was it to see big number 98, Sonatane Louis scoop it up and rumble in? Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, you love being able to see guys like that who work on, you know, every day, every week, uh, every game, and they get to go out and have a play like that. Especially on senior night for him. Most teams are going to be in serious trouble when they have to play their third quarterback. Not you guys. Jalen Henderson starts, throws three touchdown passes. He's the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week. What did you think of Jalen's start? Oh, I think I think he did awesome. And I think that just goes to show um, his preparation uh, the, the whole season, you know, leading into that game, understanding and being ready to be able to be in that role and go out and to perform the way that he needed to and be able to do the things that he did. I think that's pretty special, and uh, I think he killed it. In that secondary, your fellow safety, DeAndre Pierce, has been in and out with injuries a lot this season. The latest suffered in that Wyoming game. How has that affected your role and the entire secondary to deal with kind of that instability because of injuries? Yeah, I mean, we just had to have a lot of guys um, be able to rally around around each other and together and be able to play together. And um, just like we talk about all the time, next guy up and all the people, Jordan, Tyreek, and and all the safeties, Evan, that have been able to, to come in and be able to be put in different positions and, and learn different things and be able to execute um, as well as they have has, has been huge and been key in our success as a defense. And, um, yeah, it's been good. Utah State coming up Saturday, a chance to lock up the Mountain Division. Some uncertainty around the status of Jordan Love in this game. How does that affect your preparation? Well, right now, you know, just – watching all the film that they have and preparing for him to start and understanding the things that he likes to do and what they like to do with him in the offense and then also studying the backup as well. And um, if if that is the case, understanding what they like to do with him at offense and, and what he likes to do as well. So uh, mainly for preparation, just, just preparing with, with him in mind that he's going to start. Saturday night was senior night at Albertson Stadium. Four years of playing for your hometown team there at Boise State. What were the emotions of that night like for you? Oh man, it was uh, it was special. And you know, every time that I get to step out on the blue, it's something special. And, and I always view it as a blessing being able to to be here in front of all my family and having them out on the field that I ran out to them was was a special moment for me and something that I'm gonna remember and cherish for for the rest of my life and just being able to have all the people there that, that have always been there for me uh, since the beginning was, was, was pretty special to me. So I loved it. With this opportunity to sort of reflect on your four years there at Boise State, you did your church mission in Canada before starting your career. Now you've played four seasons. You're one of the older players on the team. How did that experience help you in developing maturity and the leadership really that we see for this team today? 
Well, I think, um, you know, going on my mission honestly shaped a lot of the person that I am today and just being able to, to understand who I am and what I want to accomplish and what I want to chase and how I want to operate. And so being able to have that time where I was, you know, off in Canada and, and serving other people and growing individually allowed me to come back and be able to apply those same things to that Boise State and, and just work together with the people on the team, you know, and, and, um, and be able to, to put that on play on the field where as a leader you have to have everybody working together. And, and I think that's shown a lot on our defenses. That's been our mentality this year, just being a family and, and trusting the guy to our left and our right. And so I think that's the, the main ways that it's, I mean, it's like the foundation of, of everything that I do. And, and I, I'm, I'm grateful to be around the guys that I am on defense for sure. Okay, Koa, you got married this summer, and congratulations on that. How has that changed your life? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, no, it's been amazing. Uh, obviously, it's it changes, you know, moving in and living with somebody, but but she's been amazing, and you know, she's she's always supportive and always there for me, and um, I'm just excited for what the future brings with that and with us and our future family. You're a pretty grown-up dude, like we just talked about. You're married, but I'll ask you the question that everyone gets asked as they finish up college, and I know everyone loves this question. Keikoa, what do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> well, I want to I want to continue to play football for as long as I can, for sure. And, um, you know, when that avenue ends, then eventually I think I want to start my own company and nonprofit business where I'm doing some type of, of work helping others, and, and that's fulfilling and, and – uh, you know, I just feel like I'm making the most out of the things I've been busted. What is the plan for when this season ends between uh, the end of the year and the start of getting ready for the NFL draft? What do you do next? Um, the plan is to head over to Arizona and to train um, leading up to all that. And the process is there. I don't, you know, I haven't thought a ton about all the things that are going into that, but I just know that I want to train, you know, leading up to pro day and the draft or, or all, the, you know, all, all the things that come along with that but you know right now i'm just focused on on this week and uh winning this week yeah utah state coming up saturday you hopefully have four more games to play at boise state what do you expect out of yourself over this last month just yeah just soaking in every moment you know just just enjoying the opportunity i have to play this game because you know like you're talking about deandre getting hurt and uh other injuries that have been gone you know this is something that that you always get and it can be something that can be taken away you know, in a in a snap. So just being able to enjoy every moment, go out, play loose, play fast, and and make plays. All right, number ten, Keikoa Nawahine of the Boise State Broncos. Boise State at Utah State on Saturday with a chance to clinch the Mountain Division title and get themselves to a Mountain West Championship game. Keikoa, thank you so much. Congratulations on a great season, on a great career, continued success the rest of the way. Best of luck. Yeah, thank you, Nate. I appreciate it. San Diego State at Hawaii for the West Division crown Saturday night. Aztecs radio analyst Rich Ornberger joins us next here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Bob Davey, head coach of the New Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more this week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Come to play in Las Vegas. See the best in college basketball shine. On America's biggest stage, the Mountain West Basketball Championships return to Las Vegas, March 1st through 7th. Join the March to Madness at the MW.com slash 2020 or your team's athletic ticket office. 
the Mountain West Basketball Championships in Las Vegas. Come to play. This is Rocky Long, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. San Diego State now 8-2 on the year, leading the West Division with a 5-2 conference record after last week's 17-7 win over Fresno State. The Aztecs, the number 25 team in the coaches' poll, and they can clinch the West and a spot in the Mountain West Championship game with a win Saturday night at Hawaii. Joining us right now, radio analyst for San Diego State football on the Aztecs radio network, as well as as being one of the loose cannons on Extra 1360 in San Diego, and he's also a former Patriot, Cardinal, and Charger. Long intro. Here we go. It's Rich Ornberger. Rich, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Yeah, that's a, that's a mouthful. Thanks for having me on. Quite the resume. Rich, uh, let's go back to Saturday night. Ryan Agnew gets the passing game cranking. Career highs and completions, attempts, yardage. And still just 17 points. The Aztecs have really been carried by their top 10 defense. What do you make of this 2019 San Diego State team? They're really good, but most 8-2 and two teams have a few laughers sprinkled in there. This team plays almost every game so close. They really do. And, and it, it's a great credit to the resilience of the team over the course of the season to have a shot at winning their side of the Mountain West here. Uh, down the stretch of the season because uh, you have to have fortitude to be in games as tight as they've been in the entire season. You said it correctly. Uh, this defense is historically good. Uh, this is a San Diego State team that has uh, only allowed so few rushing yards that virtually every competitor that walks into SDCCU Stadium or wherever this defense travels to, and as we know, that's usually a side of the ball that travels well, uh, they've shut down the run game and the pass game. They're, they're opportunistic. The way they get aggressive in the pass rush and the blitz game has opened up opportunities for interception. And they have some great skilled secondary uh, players who have um, really capitalized and stolen possessions for this offense. And it's an offense, even still late in the season, that's, that's searching for an identity. But last Saturday night against Fresno State, it felt like everything came together uh, for Ryan Agnew and this passing offense in a way we haven't seen at San Diego State since Ryan Lindley was throwing the football around the yard years and years ago. So it was uh, very encouraging, especially late in the season when you're, you're making the stretch run. Why is this version of the Rocky Long defense, which is always good, why is it so dominant this season? Well, you just have – yeah. Stud players up front on this defensive line who are causing a lot of havoc. Cam Thomas playing the nose position, typically not a position that generates a, a tremendous amount of pass rush. He's been getting to the quarterback a lot. He's been making a lot of tackles for loss. You can say the same thing about Keyshawn Banks from the defensive end position and Miles Cheatham as well. Miles Cheatham being your sack leader also leads the team in tackles for loss really a tremendous, tremendous effort from the defensive line. And this line is led by defensive line coach Brady Hoke, who's back on the Mesa and doing terrific uh, things with this group. They're young. They're energetic. Uh, this was going to be a point of weakness. Rocky Long supposed all season long because of how inexperienced the group is, and, and they've really shined. And then at the linebacker position, your middle linebacker, Ke Keava Tazino, 
is one of the best in the nation. Highly graded inside linebacker. He's really the heartbeat of this defense, the emotional leader of the group. And then the corner play has been solid. You have Darren Hall, who's been a shutdown corner most of the season, and Luke Barku, who is an interception machine at this point. It's been fun to watch. That's, that's pretty much the, the framework for the greatness that we're getting to see on a week-in, week-out basis. Rich, you won't find many people in college football more universally respected and admired than Rocky Long, winning his coach in Mountain West history. You've been around the game a long time. What stands out to you about Rocky and why he's so good at this? Well, experience goes an extremely long way, and experience winning helps. It's it's one thing when you're experienced. It's another thing when you have built a culture that works and has withstood the test of time. And he's not – I think the reason why it has withstood the test of time is because he's not afraid to change. You know, you assume a coach who's approaching 70, you know, not quite there yet, but uh, getting up there in age would be resistant to making sweeping changes with his program. But after a seven-win football season last year and uh, getting blown out in a bowl game, he looked at himself, he looked at his staff, he evaluated what needs to go, what needs to stay, and they made changes. And you just don't often see that. Usually there's sort of a curmudgeonly, uh, uh, you know, hey, we're going to do it until it works mentality with old ball coaches, but, but he is not, he's amendable and he's flexible and he, he wants to listen to his players. And he oftentimes hosts the seniors in his office for a meeting to, to get tabs on what's going on in the locker room and what the team thinks of certain things that are happening, uh, coaching decisions and what have you. It, It really is a fascinating uh, display of listening that I think has created a winning culture in San Diego. Uh, they, they, they do a tremendous job, this, this coaching staff does, uh, listening to their star players, uh, putting them in a great position to have success and changing, and changing if things don't work. I think, that's, I think that's the reason why it's been so successful uh, at San Diego State. And that's why the expectation level is so high. And now at Hawaii, coming up Saturday night, West Division title on the line. San Diego State has not lost a road game this season. Ryan Agnew's got a calf bruise. Jawan Washington hoping to return after missing the Fresno State game. Rich, what do the Aztecs have to do to win the West for the first time since 2016? Frankly, they just need to keep doing what they're doing. Don't play outside of yourselves. I think where this offense truly gets in trouble is when Ryan Agnew or one of these players tries to force things. You know, you have a fumble at the goal line that can be costly because you're trying to stretch the ball out or an interception where you don't need one because you're trying to get more out of a play than is there. Uh, So offensively, try not to play outside of yourselves even when – it feels like you need to make a play. You know, survive to see another down sometimes is the best strategy because with a defense as, as stagnating as, as this San Diego State defense has been, you are going to have another opportunity to put points on the board. And then the defensive side, really the hallmark of this defense all season long is how uncomfortable they've made quarterbacks. This has become a passing league very quickly. This really is. I mean, a lot of teams have gone to the spread they're explosive. They'll, they'll beat you downfield. If you get to the quarterback before he can really keep that ball over your defense or, or beat man coverage or test man coverage, uh, then you're going to give yourselves a lot of opportunities 
to either get those sacks, which are valuable yardage that the offense now needs to make up, or potentially steal possession with a, a fumble recovery and interception. So I would say those are the goals heading into Saturday against Hawaii. Just don't play outside of yourself offensively and continue to wreak havoc in the offensive backfield from a defensive perspective. All right, let's see if San Diego State can get it done Saturday night on the road at Hawaii. Rich Ornberger, radio analyst on the Aztecs radio network, along with the great Ted Leitner. Rich, man, great stuff. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, try not to have too much fun in Hawaii. (laughs) Thank you very much. I'll preview the entire Week 13 schedule next after these words from your local station. This is Nick Rolovich, head coach of the University of Hawaii football. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. Jay Broadbent here with Alpine Home Medical. The seasons are changing and the cooler air is rolling in. From now until the end of the year, let us help you stay warm with a free Minky Couture blanket when you purchase any lift chair from one of our nine locations. Our lift chairs will get you from sitting to safely standing with the push of a button. If you or a loved one is in need of some serious comfort, we have the solution. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. Two divisional leaders square off from Foxborough as the Dallas Cowboys take on the New England Patriots. Hi, this is Jeff Eggs. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action. Can Dak Prescott and the Cowboys find a way to win back-to-back road games? Or will Tom Brady and the defending Super Bowl champs be too much at home? It's the Cowboys and the Patriots. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday afternoon at 145 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Sports Talk Radio 106.9 FM 1390 AM and online at 1069thefan.com. Looking for ways to surf but don't know where to begin? Go to JustServe.org, a free site to help those who want to surf find opportunities nearby. JustServe has teamed up with organizations nationwide. Go to JustServe.org and type in your city and you'll see a list of service opportunities. Sign up on JustServe to receive emails letting you know about new projects. JustServe is fast, free, and easy. JustServe.org is provided as a service by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is Craig Bull, head coach at the University of Wyoming. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Big Week 13 schedule in the Mountain West. All 12 teams in action, all in divisional play. We start Friday night, the border war in Laramie. Colorado State at Wyoming on ESPN2 and the Watch ESPN app at 7.30 Mountain Time. The bronze boot on the line. Plus, CSU needs this one to maintain hopes for bowl eligibility. Five games Saturday starting at noon Mountain Time. Air Force at New Mexico in a game rescheduled from November 9th. You can stream it on ESPN3. One item of note, Air Force backup quarterback Isaiah Sanders will miss the trip to Albuquerque because he'll be interviewing for a Rhodes scholarship. San Jose State at UNLV, 1 p.m. Pacific time on AT&T Sports Network. The 4-6 and six Spartans still have a crack at bowl eligibility. Nevada visits Fresno State at 7.30 Pacific time on ESPN. And the Watch ESPN app. And then we get to winner take all time late Saturday night. First, it's number 20 Boise State going to Logan to face Utah State at 8.30 Mountain on CBS Sports Network. A Broncos win means Boise State wins the Mountain Division and they'll host the Mountain West Championship game. As of the recording of this show, Hank Bachmeyer and Chase Cord both remain question marks for Boise State, while the status of Jordan Love is unknown for Utah State, so look out for that. And then it's number 25 San Diego State at Hawaii, 6 
6 p.m. Hawaii time. That's 8 p.m. Pacific. That game on Spectrum Sports and streaming on Facebook. The winner is your 2019 West Division champion. Should be a fun one. Hawaii has the Mountain West number one offense. San Diego State has the conference's number one defense. And that will do it for the Week 13 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. Enjoy winner-take-all weekend.